Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody, this is Lee Cantor in for Roz Lewis today, and this is going to be a fantastic GWBC Radio episode. We have with us today, Kenzie Biggins with Worksby. Welcome, Kenzie. Thank you, Lee. Uh, before we get too far into things, tell us about Worksby. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so we are a virtual executive assistant solutions company, um, and we have traditionally serviced people by providing ongoing one-on-one executive assistant support. But as most people are right now, we're doing a slight pivot to expand our offerings to different needs. So now what uh, are you seeing people having some trouble adjusting to this kind of virtual world that you've probably been doing for the, the whole uh, history of Worksby? We're seeing lots of trouble for people adjusting to this new world. Um, it's interesting to us because we have done a lot around building our culture and community online and maintaining, creating relationships online. And there's a lot of people who've never had to think about building or supporting their team in that way. So we're getting lots of questions every day about best ways to interact and maintain that sense of community. So do you have any tips for some of these businesses that are kind of making this adjustment? Yes, we have tons of tips. But my top three are, one, looking at core hours. So lots of times when you're in an office from nine to five every day, you're not working straight through that entire time. You're having breaks to, you know, talk to people at the water cooler, celebrate birthdays, grab coffee. So we find when people are at home, they don't know what to do to fill their time. And especially for um, younger folks, our millennials are getting very overwhelmed by the idea of how do I look busy and keep busy from nine to five every day. So to take that pressure off of everyone, especially for folks with children at home, um, we say core hours are a great idea. And it's really about the idea of people being available to each other during a set amount of time each day and knowing where your team is, knowing what times you can schedule calls. So we're saying 10 to noon and then one to three would be a great time to have core hours. Um, Also, don't lose sight of your culture. Just because you're not in the office together doesn't mean that you can't still have fun culture activities. So when you're doing conference calls, instead of just starting a conference call, um, think about an icebreaker that you can do with your team. Think about ways for people to share good news or what they're excited about. Um, and then, of course, we're doing more check-ins than we did before. We've always done a large amount of check-ins, but now we're very purposeful about each week making sure that someone makes direct contact with every single one of our team members to make sure that they're okay, especially our team members who live alone. So how do you balance kind of um, uh, the using technology that is an always on kind of tool for a lot of people mm-hmm. to, um, like you mentioned, kind of delegating certain times, but how do you protect like the worker from going you know, I really got to get this done. And it's, you know, now it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm still working on things like how, like, cause there's one side of the management side, you know, being respectful of boundaries and time, but then there's also the worker that might not k- take enough self-care maybe, and then just, you know, keep working and working and working. Right. So, you know, a couple of things. One, you know, all of a sudden everybody's on video together, right? But you got dogs running around, you got kids running around. Make it very comfortable for your team members as far as come as you are. Like we basically 
you know, children are welcome on our calls. Um, we have one team member, her daughter, who is four, shows up to every single call. I think she thinks our calls are really about her and what she has going on that day, which is hilariously adorable. Um, but make it very comfortable for your team. But also a big piece of it is reduce the number of meetings that you're having every day. So as a team, we have two management calls per week. And then, you know, there's like two one-on-one calls that fall in there. Everybody as a group per the week has no more than four hours worth of calls for the entire week. And part of that being an office environment, I feel like there's this obligation to have meetings. But that does not work when you're virtual. And that's how you get the people working until 11 p.m. at night because they're spending their entire day on Zoom calls. And we really have to break that up. Um, in a virtual environment because, one, it just doesn't make sense. Two, it's overwhelming. And three, people still have work to get done. Like the Zoom chats, the you know other video platforms that people are using, they're fun, they're great, they're a great way to keep your team engaged and interacted, but it, you can't do it all day every day. Then nothing gets done. Now, there's a, a phrase that I hear bandied about called the new economy. Um, what does that mean to you and... Um... Can you share a little bit about your thoughts about this new economy that we're seeing? Yeah. So I hear some business owners talking about the idea of things getting back to the way that they were. Um, But we at Worksby have been talking a lot about the new economy and the fact that things are going to be changed forever. And the prime example I use for this is thinking about people going to school to get a degree in education. Getting a degree in education used to mean, you know, going into a classroom, observing the classes, putting together lesson plans to be taught in person. So we can all bet that going forward, that won't be what an education degree looks like anymore. There's going to be a lot of conversations around virtual learning and how to make it work. Um, You even wonder what snow days will look like going forward for school children if they know that they can continue schoolwork online and they don't have to have that disruption going on in the school year. So just in thinking about it, just from the simple context of something that's been going on for decades of going to school every day and how that's going to change in the future, we have to look at our businesses to say, how are we meeting the new economy? Because people, at least, you know, for the next, even getting past the point of having therapeutics and a vaccine, it's going to take a while for people to return to any type of old habits if they return to them. So, you know, how do you offer more delivery services? How do you offer easier points of access to your service? I think it's going to be extremely important for all business owners, especially the women's business enterprises out there, to start thinking about how are they changing to meet the needs of the new economy and the habits of the new economy. And for some of these folks, it might be something pretty dramatic, but for others, it just might be adding uh, different services, right? Yes. Definitely. So we're actually in the process of adding different services, um, as I mentioned earlier. So now we're going to be offering project-based work, so still access to high-level executive assistant support, but versus having to have a long-term um, relationship and engagement. You may say, I need help with a research project, or I need help taking an event that's normally an in-person meeting to a virtual meeting. We're going to be providing those short-term services which we feel will be a great need, especially considering half of our clients are small businesses. So we need to be able to meet them where they are as far as them dealing with the new economy and helping them overcome some of the challenges that they're having. Um, And then the other part that we are building in as a company is community. So the same way we have built out a community for our executive assistants, we have started offering that for all companies that want to give their executive assistants an additional way to receive training, 
and engagement that, you know, doesn't fall on their plate because leaders have a lot on their plate right now. Now, do you have any thoughts about uh, the people maybe in the healthcare or wellness industry? I had a call uh, interview recently with somebody in healthcare that they've had to pivot to more telemedicine and do kind of um, online services. And I've had um, fitness people that have had to adjust where they, people used to go into their gym or their fitness center, and now they're doing online classes. Do you have any thoughts about those folks about how they can leverage some of this technology or maybe some of your services to help them? Yeah. So I think it's an interesting place to be in as far as, you know, something that's so dependent on someone being in person. And that's what you've been selling the whole time. Um, I think it's how you continue to connect with people in that space. So versus before you were depending on them walking in the door, I think it's going to require a lot more outreach especially for, um, you know, folks who have gyms, people who are training, how do you create enough outreach so people feel like they can continue to connect with you? And then also, how do you remind people about self-care and how to take care of themselves? Um, One of the challenges, you mentioned the idea of people working till 11 p.m. One of the challenges of working from home is that there's nothing to cut it off. You're not leaving an office and going to a gym to cut it off. You're not walking into a doctor to take care of your health. So I think it's how does the conversation continue around how that changes. So, you know, it can be blogs, it can be video, it can be a call to your clients to say, are you working out and what does it look like? But challenging people on how they're taking care of themselves will be extremely important. Now, uh, to change gears a little bit, but not necessarily, um, a lot of work nowadays is being done via maybe video call. And for some people who have never done a video call before, do you have any tips when it comes to how to best present yourself? Like you talked about, mm-hmm. right now it's kind of acceptable to have kids running around or dogs barking. People are kind of giving a lot of grace to that, whereas maybe before that was you know, not business-like enough, but everybody kind of understands. But are there any tips like from a lighting or background standpoint or uh, where's the best place to do the call that you can share? Right. So my mom and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago because she, of course, like everybody else, has transferred from doing lots of things in person to online. So my number one tip is a black T-shirt and a necklace will get you a really long way. It looks very professional and polished. But, you know, you're not up trying to think for hours of what to put on. It's a video. It's very simple. It's very clean. Um, Also, I keep a light on my desk that I shine towards me. So one of the challenges of being on video is if you have a lot of lighting going on behind you from a window, it can cause your light to go in and out as you're talking to people. So just, you know, a desk light will work shine it towards you so you're always lit and people can see you. Um, And then I'm a big believer in that you do need to see the people you're talking to. So always having video on and encouraging your team to keep video on, which part of encouraging them to keep video on is part of making it okay for a kid to pop up in the background or a dog to run by. Um, But there's a lot to be said for you think about when you're in an office with somebody and the social cues and that you take from someone that you're not going to get if you're just talking to them, you know, via Zoom, but without a video. So keeping those videos on is extremely helpful. Um, But just lighting and keep it, keep it super simple. You don't need to come with some brand new fancy outfit every day. People are very forgiving right now. Like I said, a black t-shirt and a necklace are always the way to go. 
Now, you mentioned earlier the importance of communication and staying connected. Um, How important is a group like GWBC for you in order to stay connected with um, the members there and the leadership there? Um, And any advice for women business owners out there that aren't familiar with GWBC that maybe that, that they could be leveraging that? Yeah. So it's important to have someone that you can talk to that understands what you're going through. And I mean, I love my team dearly, but in the same breath, I don't want to startle them with some of the things going on as far as trying to navigate, you know, the PPP or some of the other loans and grants going on out there or thinking about next steps. Um, You need people who are in your shoes that you can talk to. And GWBC gives me that. I have a community of other female entrepreneurs within GWBC that I know that I can reach out to. Um, I also love the different newsletters and emails that are coming out. I mean, I feel like it's a moving target right now as far as the information going on and the updates out there. But to have a trusted resource that I know that I can go to and that they're going to put out information that's meaningful to me as a woman business owner right now to help me make it to the other side is extremely important. So those would be my two big things I'm very thankful for GWBC for. So now um, talk about your business specifically, um, who your exact target market is and what it's like, like how do you onboard a new client? Yeah. So our focus are really, you know, I say we serve two clients. We serve the executive assistant and we serve the executive they support because we want to help them thrive together. And more importantly, right now, we want to help them really thrive in a virtual environment. Um, So one, you know, for the executive assistants, we help connect them to clients. But like I said, we also have that community piece that we're rolling out. So for companies, for the independent executive assistant trying to figure out, you know, how to stay connected and engaged, a place where they can get training, a place where they can connect with their peers if they have a question and they're trying to navigate this virtual space themselves, we provide that. Um, And then on the executive side, it's really about connecting them to the resources of support that they need. So through those two um, access points, when you look at project-based work, it's really about knowing what they need and then connecting them to the right EA who can take care of it for them immediately. So there is a very short-term relationship there. Um, But then for that ongoing support, that full-service virtual executive support where you are paired with someone for years, I mean, we have clients who've been with us for multiple years. Um, it's about finding the right pairing for you. So we actually start those relationships by presenting candidates to the client for them to interview and select the best EA to support their needs. In a lot of ways, we kind of function like a um, executive search firm to find them the best support that they need and help them build that long-term relationship. And so you're kind of being a matchmaker to trying to, to make sure that the fit is is good. Yes, yes. And I mean a lot of a lot of it goes into, you know, how does the client like to communicate? What is their expectations around, you know, work being done for them? Um, what are their top administrative needs? That all, you know, makes an impact on the final selection of who we're helping pair them with. Um, and then it's also the idea of we want to make sure that we're truly offering the best talent. So We have executive assistants who have 10 plus years experience, which is key to really getting that high level support that executives and leaders need to succeed. 
And then do you have um, assistants that are good in certain industries? Like maybe they come from a medical background or maybe they had worked previously for, um, you know, manufacturing. So they bring some specialized knowledge also to the table. Yes, we say every EA kind of has their secret sauce of something they have experienced or done in the past or they bring that special skill set with them. Um, We have EAs that have worked in hospitals. We have EAs that have worked specifically with tech startups. So it really runs the full gamut. Um, The great thing about a really good, true executive assistant is that you can drop them into almost any situation because they're an executive, right? So I would say an an executive assistant is an executive who is chosen to be a servant leader. So from that perspective and the skill set, like a great COO can drop into almost any organization because there is a basic skill set of being a great COO. That's how we look at our executive assistants. They are great executives who are coming in from a servant perspective, which means that they're also willing to research your industry if they haven't directly worked there. Now, what do you need more of right now? Are you looking for more uh, virtual assistants or are you looking for more clients? I mean, I am a small business during a pandemic. We're always looking for more clients. So as we prepare to um, launch our new website, which will have additional information about our project-based work, we would love to see more clients there. Um, We would love to be able to support more executive assistants through our community. So, you know, always looking for um, more access because as we bring in more clients, especially through our project-based work, we're able to support more EAs across the country. And that's really what it's all about. Um, Part of the reason I started this company is how could we connect EAs who were impacted by the Great Recession to connect them to more work and a sustainable income to support their families and their households. So that's always going to be one of our top goals. How do we continue to connect our EAs to the resources to sustain their households. Now, what is the pain that an, a client might be having right now where Worksby is the right solution? Yeah, the top pain that we're seeing right now are people trying to take traditional business services where it's always been in person and move it to virtual. So, I mean, luckily, for some reason, I had the vision to say back in February and mid-February that we need to start helping all of our clients move their in-person meetings to virtual meetings and start thinking about what that looks like and help them start that process. Um, So it's what we've been working on since then, but it's what we're getting the most questions about from people who are not clients. How do they move those items virtual? And then we're also getting lots of questions about how they engage their team virtually, which an EA can also help with as far as that outreach and making sure that team members know what's going on. I mean, part of the benefit of our executive assistants is that they are all virtual and they're very used to working in a virtual environment. So they just have a lot of knowledge to offer. I've been telling our team since February, you know, you guys are the experts in this area and you have a lot to share to help businesses through this time. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more, what's the website? Yes, our website is Worksby, W-O-R-X-B-E-E.com. Good stuff. Well, thank you, Kenzie, for sharing your story. You're doing important work and uh, you shared some great tips and wisdom for our listeners. Perfect. Thank you, Lee. Have a great day. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Radio.